BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. So it's been a while since we've done a podcast. The last one we did was with De'Aaron and Rissay Fox, which, by the way, we have not talked about that yet. No, because that was the last podcast that we did. So obviously we haven't like and I don't think we've even really broken it down with a lot of people either. A few friends. With this podcast, like during the season, of course, we're live after every game. By the way, I scheduled our first night chat October 8th against the Raptors for preseason. preseason. We'll be live after the game. But during the offseason, we like to do a lot of interviews because, you know, the offseason gets a little dry. You want to get to know people, usually loosen up. We try to get interviews all the time, but, you know, you don't hear back. <laughs> it's like fishing, right? You, you don't just like throw out one line. If you're a fisherman, you don't I just throw out one. you keep throwing to fishing when it's like you know so much about fishing. I've gone fishing twice in my life and not with my dad because my dad was in prison. I both times were on TV and guess how many fish I got? How many? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Anyway, but when it comes to like booking guests, it can be a challenge. You're just throwing stuff out there. It can't work out. This one came together so quickly. We recorded on a Friday and I reached out on a Wednesday, like two days before. They were like, let's do it. I'm like, whoa, whoa. okay. And so Morgan, I'm like, it's good. It's going to happen. She was always trying to calm me down. Like, okay, just wait. Yeah, because, I mean, you never know. People yes. are just like, and, and that's okay. Like, it just happens usually with a lot of people. They're like, oh, I'm actually busy. Or, I mean, like, they have a kid and everything. Yeah. The coolest part was life. the fact that I was like, hey, like, we can come to you guys. Or we can meet at a private spot in Sacramento. Like, we'll let you know. And she responds with, well, De'Aaron says we could just come to you guys at your studio. And I'm like. Are you Why kidding not? me? We've never had anybody here. Oh, we need a wider lens. So we were able to get that wider lens. So, it, you know, this room's not very big. Breaking news. Uh, it fit us all in there. And it was awesome. I, I was so great. It, it just, I'm so grateful that they were willing to do it. And I thought it was a really fun conversation. Well, and that's what made it so much fun, too, because it was like we had all of our equipment set up, which I know everyone already knows about um, the audio blender that happened. But we figured it out. But either way, we had all of our equipment set up. We were in the comfort of our own studio. And it was, uh, you could feel their energy. Like, they opened up and they had this loose, like, fun energy, this vibe about them that they were like, hey, we're down to just, like, shoot the shit and go. And they did. I mean, we I didn't mean 
to keep them here for almost two hours. They were down. So but it was we were great. just having fun. So yeah. if you, you haven't listened to it, um, you're an idiot. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. No. no, seriously. But thanks to all those who watched and listened and all the great feedback we got. You guys were, it felt like the, the, the listeners and viewers of our podcast were just as excited as us about it. Yes. So that felt really amazing. And uh, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for taking so much time out of your day for that one. Because that was a longer conversation. And also thank you for all the very positive mm-hmm. feedback that we've gotten from so many. So thank you. And buckle the hell up because oh. we got a lot of content. We got today's podcast. We're going to drop another one this week. And then we got training camp is coming up, Morgan. Training it camp is. is October 3rd. And media day is the day before that, October 2nd. So yes. we are going to have content all the time and then live after every single Kings game. We mentioned, uh, should we mention a couple other cool things that happened while we were gone? Yeah. what We got more? Yeah. Proceed on the list. Well, one. Shout out, Canada. We went to Banff, oh. Canada. Shout out, Canada. It was amazing. You're beautiful. The worst part about the trip was the fact that there was a situation there you go. at Lake Minnewanka. A situation. I love that you call it this. So we're waiting in line to go on this little hour cruise on Lake Minnewanka. I'm just sharing photos to Morgan. Like, oh, look, here you go. Here's a showed album. And we're on this dock. On the lake, waiting to go on this cruise. I take out my phone, slips out of my hand, bounces on the dock, and... That's into not, the how, lake. How's the splash sound? Splash. No, no. It was like... It was like no, no, no. Yeah. It was like... Like... Plop. It wasn't... Because it obviously didn't cause like a wave. No. It was just like a... Plop. That's... And the... It sunk so fast. Yeah. It went down. There was no saving it. So, yeah, my phone on a trip to Canada went 70 feet to the bottom of Lake Minnewaka. You, I did say I was willing to jump into a freezing cold lake to get it, but it wasn't, it wasn't There's floating no at all. It, like, it just no went point. down and You're I was not, like. Are you a seal? Are you going to swim no, all the way instinct, down? No, my instinct, though, you saw I, me. I, I was like ready no and then point. I was like, oh, shit, bye. There was zero point. Glad I got my photos. So, Yeah. Say uh, bye bye phone. I think it, know, spent a thousand dollars on a new one because I had just gotten that one. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, that's so weird that phones cost that much money. Um, but also, it was Lake Minnewanka's way of saying, like, hey, get the F off your phone. I get it, but I wasn't being that no. person. No, um, no, no, no. I wasn't at all. I was literally photo like, pictures. Like, yeah. Take a picture of this. I'm in nature. Oh, well. But it was an awesome trip. Canada is amazing. If you've never been to Banff, do it. It's awesome. Yeah. Flying to Calgary Drive, 90 minutes to Banff. Beautiful drive. Just like soak in the fresh air. It's so clean in Canada. So clean. We got to do a better job over here. Um, The next cool thing that happened (laughs) happened today. Yeah. Okay. What? NBA Today. Oh! Holy shit. When you said you had a list, I was like, what else? Mark J. Spears, our buddy Mark (sighs) J. Spears, a Hall of Famer, was on ESPN NBA Today, and they were going over players who they think are going to break out this year. Yeah. What player do you have your eyes on? What are they saying? Uh, The Golden One Center? Keegan Keegan Murray. Murray. I'm going to go with Keegan Murray. And if you listen to the Deuce and Moe podcast, which talks everything Kings, you got to listen to them if you're a Kings fan. De'Aaron Fox was recently on there. He said he's been working out with uh, Keegan, playing one-on-one daily, and Keegan's going to be much better than he was next season. Did improve confidence, dribbling, and offensive creativity. And Keegan Murray's also known as a pretty shy guy. 
But now he's starting to show some personality and tell some really wry jokes. So I expect him next season. He he also played in summer league and he scored 70 points in two games. Keegan Murray is going to take a step forward. Okay, so first of all, yeah, couple things there. Mark J. Spears put us over. You're so sweet, like the Rock with Austin Theory. Woo! But well, let, well, yeah, except a little above different. Austin Theory in this situation. He's the Rock. Yeah, Austin because Theory. because the Rock threw down Austin. Yeah, Theory. but he put him over by like having a back and forth with him. Is my point. Okay, you yes. know you, you're on. You're on a stage with The Rock. He's the, he's putting you over. Well, he's a Hall of Famer, so he's The Rock in this situation. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he put us over on ESPN. Anyway, yeah. uh, major love to him. Now, let's go to the next part, what he was talking about, which was Keegan Murray. Yeah. Could he t- have a breakout year this year for the Sacramento Kings? I love Kings? that's who he picked. Kind of gets into something I want to hit on today's podcast, and maybe it's questions you have going into training camp. I did put it on social media, on YouTube, yes, and did. Discord. What? Uh, on threads, uh, catch me on threads a little catch bit. Catch us on threads, um, baby. And I got great responses that we'll get to from some of the people who submitted their biggest questions headed into camp. But I guess my question I pose to you is do you think Keegan can have that breakout year in year number two? And what would a breakout year Ooh. mean to you? Gr- great that- questions, Deuce. Because no, it's the obvious answer is like, well, yeah, like look at the way that he took a leap from. Beginning of the year to the end of the year to even in um, summer league in just the California Classic, right? So, of course, you'd be like, he's on track to make a leap from year one to year two. But what does that leap look like? Because what is it going to look like when teams know his number, know what's up, and know what he's about? Sure, but also in summer league when he's doing it, it's like, oh, yeah, but it's... It's it's lesser competition. It's different. I'm like, yeah, but he's also not playing with that with he's he's not playing with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis right. and Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. Right. Like he's playing with a lot more talent. Right. Though teams are still going to be game planning for De'Aaron Fox and Amanda Sabonis mm-hmm. come the regular season. Correct. So King is going to have to prove it. I think to me, an uptick, a breakout year would be an uptick in scoring. Could he get to like 16 points Ooh, a game this year? Okay. And do it in different ways. You know, last year he's such a catch and shoot guy. He was awesome at Which that, was right? Great. He set the rookie record for most threes made in the season, shot 40%, hitting over 200 threes. That's huge. But I think I want to see a little more creating off the bounce. Like we did in Summer League, I want to see him attack and dunk and not get blocked at the rim. Like he did a lot last year. So I think he can do that. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen enough that I'm like, yeah, if he's playing with Fox and Sabonis and that lineup he got used to playing with this year, the work he's put in. I think he could break out, and I think that could be. That's like sixteen points game. I'm not saying he's going to turn into an all star. It's not a hot but that's take. A jump. It's not. Yeah. A, yeah, it's it's. I think in some ways we're stating the obvious for a lot of people, and I say that only because you know hmm. Clay Thompson, Paul George talking about him on the on uh, Paul George's podcast mm-hmm. as well. Like the players around the league are seeing this with him, and that's why I'm saying like stating the obvious, but at the, at the same time, it's it's a take. It's something that like the Kings aren't used to seeing um, after after a, ro- a rookie's first year taking that leap and taking a serious leap and being the leap, not just being like, oh, he became better as a rookie. It's like, oh, no, he became better as an NBA player, as someone that actually made a con- hopefully a contending team or like a postseason team that much better. 
I also want to see him take a step defensively. I think this, this this team needs him to take a step defensively. You know, defending wings has been a major issue for this team. Yeah. And I think if they're going to take a step defensively, it's going to be because he shows the ability to defend. He's not going to be able to defend all the wings. There's so many talented wings in the league, so many athletic guys who could beam off the dribble. I get all that. But if he can show some improvement there, I think that goes a long way, not only in obviously improving his game, but I think the Kings become better because of it. Yeah. Again, Mike Brown is their head coach, right? And I know we'll get to a lot of the questions that people had on social media about like, what are your questions going into training camp? Um, and you do see a lot have to do with the defense. And I think when you see that Mike Brown is the head coach and not only what he established last year, but then you got De'Aaron Fox in this room talking about how militant he is and how what his expectations are for an NBA team might feel a little different, might feel a little bit more college, might feel a little bit more like you're not going to see the floor if you don't improve, if you don't take that step. So yeah, Keegan Murray, I can only imagine is going to take that step. And I think becoming a smarter defender, Yep. right? I think the coaching staff, they have these pieces in place to make these players better um, from a knowledge standpoint when it comes to their, their defensive IQ on the floor and where they need to be. So training camp, as I mentioned, gets underway October 3rd. So I started to ponder some questions I might have going into training camp. Oh, I asked people out there too. Wait. I want you guys to make a note of this. I know we took a break after the Fox podcast, a little vacation time, but we're dropping another podcast this week with uh -huh. our guy Gifted Hoops. He has a YouTube channel, huge NBA fan, a young guy who is grinding in the NBA content game. We had a great conversation with him. We'll be dropping that later this week. And I just scheduled our first night chat October 8th, we'll be live following Kings and Raptors, the Canada series from Vancouver. We'll be live after that game and live after every single Kings game this year. And one more thing about Gifted really quick. I always love getting the outside perspective. Like you said, yeah. he's a guy that follows the NBA. So he's watching it all, talking about it all, all the time. But it's always fun hearing and seeing what uh, some of these guys feel about the Sacramento Kings. So right now, the Sacramento Kings roster stands at 17 players. You got 14 players on the guaranteed deals. And then you have three two-way players that includes the rookie Jalen Slauson, okay. Keon Ellis, who's in year number two, and the new guy that just got a two-way contract. Let's give it up for Jordan Ford. Dude, I'm so I'm so happy for Jordan Ford. I'm happy for multiple reasons for him, right? Like let, we saw him play last year with the yeah. Stockton Kings. But this guy went, he went to Folsom High School. Yep. Folsom High School, went to St. Mary's, and I felt like as the G League year went on for Stockton, he became better and better. He, he did. got more aggressive. Yes. He's such a team guy, but I, as he showed in the late stages of the G League season and in the summer league, it's like he can get buckets. Dude, it's like every with these undersized guys, because that's on I mean, that's what NBA player he is, an undersized point guard. It's always like that is the first judgment. Like, well, what what are they what are they going to be able to do on defense? Like, where are their flaws going to be? Um, are they going to be a liability there? How about what can they do? You know, look at like what they do great. And I think some things that Jordan Ford has done great that we got to see and call when he was with the Stockton Kings even last season was just his ability to use his size, to get to the rim, to have a nice little floater, to understand when to pull back and or to throw it off the glass, uh, lay it off the glass. And um, he's crafty. He's smart. He's yeah. crafty. Yeah, I, I like I it. I think the biggest thing for him 
to make it a full time in the NBA is just can he defend at his size? Like, and that's that, it. That's the, that's just the problem. Like, and that's how tough it is to go from like G League to full time NBA. Sure. It's like sometimes it's like the little, the smallest of things. Yep. But he's taken a significant step, and I know he works hard on that. The I like his game a lot. Good shooter. He could pass mm, it, like you said. Dribble. Can finish around the rim. I just think there's going to be some challenges with him at the next level, just from a size perspective, because he doesn't have like elite speed either. Yeah. So that's the challenge for him. But he's a smart guy. If we ever, if we ever did get him on the podcast, and let's say now, like our new bit is to do things in person, yes. especially in the off season. I love it. Would you? Uh, even though I know neither one of us know how to play chess, would you be willing to try and play? <laughs> no, because I don't, I don't, I don't, you can, I don't know anything about chess. Okay. Literally. What if, what if he goes, Hey, I'm going to come this Friday and it's like, okay, we have four days to learn about chess. Like, I, let's it, do it. For those who don't know, Jordan <laughs> Ford is uh, like an expert chess player. Not yes. like, Oh, Hey, an NBA player who plays chess. Like he's an expert. You're no. not gassing this guy up. <laughs> I actually pulled up some of my notes from oh, my, my game notes from the G League season. I have charts on every player with little nuggets that I dropped during games. Anyway, um, I had this note. He looked up to Steph Curry growing up, okay. but he also admired Bobby Fischer, one of the best American chess players ever. Jordan started playing chess at the age of four years old. What? You know, what were well, you doing? What were you doing at four? I was not a critical thinker at four years old. This is me at four. Oh my god! Ew! And still yeah. ew. Picking my nose and eating my bullet. Hey, can I flick it on my sister? What? Yeah, I, no one's playing chess at four. I can barely bounce uh, a ball at four. I don't think I. I don't know if I could talk at four. Yeah, can I talk wait, at four? I don't know. Okay, wait, do. Yeah, no, no. Wait, I know, I know. Most little yes, most little kids, kids talk. Four. I don't know if I talked at four, and if I did, I was like, talk, I, I said like Jordan Ford, Jordan Ford. Anyway, Ford. this Jordan Ford was playing chess at the age of four years old, and you're going, oh, that's cute. Like he, he was like just picking up. No, 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 no. no. He won two state titles by the time he was in second grade, and became the youngest chess master. At the age of 10, I had a quote from him on this. I was working 30 hours a week when I was five. <laughs> like, I'm laughing at that. I don't know if that's awful or hilarious. Dude, at five, I'm running around. I'm rolling in the mud. I'm eating dirt. Well, you're a man he's, pig. He's going 30 hours a week. <laughs> chess just beating people's ass in chess. Yeah. So I want that guy in my team. Well, what if he hasn't kept up with it and like somehow we learned how to play chess okay. before he came Morgan, and we... stop it. <laughs> Why am I so competitive about try? Like, I have no idea how to play chess. Anyway, Jordan Ford, excited to have him in the mastermind that he is. Well, that kind of leads to my first training camp question oh. because he got a two-way deal. Yeah. Um I guess before I get to that, we should mention one more, a couple more roster moves that we haven't had a chance to talk about uh, while we were gone. Namias Keita. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Nerland's Noel got waived. They were signed over the offseason on non guaranteed deals. They got paid like $250,000, $300,000 just to sign. And they would have gotten more money had they made the team. There's different guarantees throughout the yeah. season. But what changed? You're going, what, what the hell? What, what happened? happened? They're like, oh. 
Well, I I think the JaVel McGee thing. You think? Well, no, I, I think it's pretty clear. The yeah. JaVel McGee thing was once he became available, I think it was a no-brainer. The Kings went, we want this guy on our squad. Yep. He got signed to be a starter in Dallas last year. Mike Brown knows him. He's a vet. He's been on winning teams. He understands his role. We can bring him here. And he's instantly one of our better backup bigs on the team. And if we're going to bring him in, we already have Alex Lynn on a guaranteed deal. Let's not even have these guys go to camp. Like, let's give these guys an opportunity to maybe catch on somewhere else before camp. And, hey, they got paid a lot, you know, a good chunk just to sign. Yeah. Now, for someone like Nerlens Noel, it's like, well, still, I would want to go prove it out for there. Sure. But I think they were just honest with the situation. Now, Amias Keita has already caught on. It sounds like he's agreed to a two-way deal with the Boston Celtics. So super happy for Namias Keita. Yes who I thought showed some signs last year in the G League, had a really strong year. I think the Kings, with where they're at in this, uh, with this roster, they're going, we want experience. Dude, we, we want Even if you like Kata, you have to be honest. If you got JaVale McGee and Alex Lynn, where does he fit in? I just think Kata has something that maybe he'll be able to give, especially in a Boston situation when you think about what's going on there. There... Rob Williams is always hurt, mm -hmm. and I love Rob Williams. Mm -hmm. Al Horford, I think, is 47 now, That's and Kristaps Porzingis gets banged up a lot. My point being is big depth is important, and maybe he gets a chance to show what he can do and get an opportunity. Yes, and that's and a few things about what you just said about Namias Kata, because yeah. you're exactly right. What, what we saw in the G League, we saw that this guy can find a role in the NBA, Right. It's like he has the size. He got better and better each year. But with this roster and with this organization, they needed something, someone who already had that under the belt. Right. The yeah. experience under the belt. And with Kata, it, there was just never promise at that next level each time because he wasn't getting enough time. Right. It, exactly. And, and he still wouldn't get enough time under this roster construction either. And I don't think they trusted him. Um, and he didn't show enough consistency with his dominance in the G league. But when he was dominating, you're like, yes, there's a role for you. And that's why the Celtics, just like you said, uh, where their roster is at, hopefully he can find a way to get more NBA yeah. minutes. I, I love great Nimi. guy, such a good guy. And I think he has it. He has the right mentality. There's something there with him. He's gotta be more aggressive, yes. especially in the G league and consistency, right? Yeah. Like rebounding wise, mm -hmm. making sure you're dominant in that area. And I think he has, a ch he still has a chance to get to the NBA and be a role player in this league. Um, you know, it's unfortunate because I felt like his rookie year, it just, it was like the COVID oh situation. He wasn't playing in the G League and then he come to join Sacramento. He wasn't playing there. And like, I'm just a big believer. These young guys need to play to get better. Yep. Like, he just need to play. And I feel like that stunted him year one, year two. Obviously, he showed a little more um, and had a really good year in the G League. I'm bummed that didn't work out in Sacramento, but yeah, wish him well. Um, Wish him well, but also a little sad now too with uh, Nerlens Noel gone. No, Noel, Noel, Noel. Yeah, no. Like I, we were so ready. How, for... how are you feeling about just that big the rotation? Oh. Yeah, the song being gone. <laughs> how are you feeling about that? Have you processed that emotion? But uh, you've got Sabonis, uh -huh. Javel McGee, yeah, Alex Len, and I would say, my opinion, I do think Trey Lyles will see some small ball five minutes Love as that. well. 
I feel like that's a solid big rotation. I do. I don't want to. Here she goes, sitting on that fence. I don't want to get too excited about this rotation yet until we like see what it's going but to look like. Just to be fair, you've seen JaVale McGee play in the NBA. I, you saw some Alex in last year. Yeah, you definitely saw Trey Lyles Small I've Ball 5. you seen JaVale McGee play yeah. in the NBA. Like, even when I saw him last year, he has his moments, right? Yeah, yeah, he has his moments. You, and that's what, what I'm hoping he yeah. has those moments, right? He doesn't need to play this huge role. I loved what we even saw from those moments from Alex Len. Um, Can you come in, block some shots, run the floor, and dunk the ball? Hell and yeah. And play maybe 15 minutes a night. And maybe some nights you don't play because they're playing Trey Lyles. Hell, you could play Trey Lyles and McGee together. You and, could play, you know, McGee and Sasha yes, together too. And what I love, what I do love about McGee, you're getting probably the most mature McGee. I know some people would be like, well, he's older. He's this. He's still working on his game. He's still working on his body. Um, when you are that tall and you can still move, there's going to be a role for you in this league. And that's why he's jumped around so many times, right? Someone has always found some sort of role for JaVale McGee. And I'm glad that now the Sacramento Kings get to try it out at this point of his career, especially when they already have something that they like better in front of him. Uh, I saw some rumor on Twitter. I'm sure it was made up. I'm going to mention it anyway because it sounds good that he turned down the Warriors to go to the Kings. I saw that too. and I, I don't know if I believe it, but I'm going with it. Just makes me yeah, yeah. smile. The Warriors did work out Dwight Howard today, by the way. Cute. Yeah. That's uh, so I do. cute. I like. The, I, I think McGee's going to be a nice pickup for Sacramento. I yeah. Think that, that, that's, that's a nice move for them. So And De'Aaron was happy about it too. De'Aaron was very happy. You mentioned that. I like. I, anytime one of your star players mm-hmm. are happy about someone, they mention him genuinely, go like, this is what this person can add. You go... Okay, that's like one of the people that it really matters. Like they're going to be playing with them at times in those moments. So yeah, that's great. Let's get to some of these numbers, Morgan. So I mentioned the Kings currently on the roster have 17 players, 14 on those guaranteed, just guaranteed on the team. Okay. And then three two-way contracts, as I mentioned, Jordan Ford being one, Jalen Slauson, and of course, Keon Ellis. You can carry up to 21 for training camp. Yes. But by the day before the regular season, that has to be trimmed down to 15 uh-huh. plus three two-way players. Okay. This is the first year in the NBA where you can have three two-ways. You used to only have two two-way contract guys, right? Love this. So I'm just curious, do the Kings end up adding someone else on a guaranteed deal? Because it stands at 14 right now. And it got me thinking, we were just talking about Jordan Ford and his potential and could he potentially be a third point guard in the Kings mm-hmm. on a two-way deal? Last year, the Kings' third point guard on the roster was Matthew Delvadova. He yeah. went back to go play in the NBL. He didn't play a ton of minutes for Sacramento. In fact, I look it up today. He played over 13 minutes in a game just seven times last year. So oh. the third point guard role was not one that was utilized much, right? Because you had Davion, you had Fox. Not a lot of guys missed games. And yeah. Malik Monk almost acted as that ball handler off the bench at times for Sacramento. So I guess my question for you is, do you think that they need to sign a third, uh, someone to fill that Del Vadova role on this team? Or do you think they could ride it out with what they have? And if they need to adjust later, they can adjust, whether that's use Jordan Ford, call him up. How do you feel like they should approach that third point guard? I think when you look around the league, there's been a lot of success with teams that have that 
third point guard, backup point guard even, but let's just go to third point guard when it's a, a veteran guy, right? It's yeah. someone that you can, it, it's your quarterback. It's the person you can trust with the ball that you can trust managing the team out there. Sometimes sure they're older and they end up being more of a liability on the defensive end. Um, I'm just stereotyping that, you know, third point guard position. The third point guard. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just, it, it just, it just is that sometimes, but that's why I guess, I guess when I do look at that situation, I am down to go in that direction of finding, because I know there's more out there, finding that veteran point guard that maybe would be down for that role. I've got some names for you. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've got some names for you. You can go the vet route. Okay. Guy who spent time in Denver. He's been on like 18 teams. Ish Smith. Okay. 30. You talk about a vet, 35 years old. Yep. Probably pretty comfortable in like, hey, I'm cool. I, if I need a spot start, if I need to be a backup, whatever, I just want to be on a winning team. Ish Smith is out there. Cool. Uh, George Hill, former Sacramento King, is out there. Uh, Goran Dragic is really? out there. How, it, how, how old He's is he? He's old, too. I He's was old, say, too. And is he healthy right now? Like, I mean, is he ever healthy? Is he, right. That's in that 37, 37 years old. Okay. Um, that's where my brain goes immediately with him. So I'm still on that Ish, Ish Smith train. Yeah. So keep going. Ish Smith, George Hill, uh, Dragic, DJ Augustine's out there. Kendrick Nunn is still out there. I don't uh, really look at him as a point guard, but no. um, he's listed as a point guard on the free agent websites. PJ Dozier, who spent time in Sacramento, yeah. spent, you know, he yeah. can technically play that. Um, none of those names are super exciting to me. Uh, Ish Smith. I'd be intrigued with this Smith because he's fast. Like he, yeah. he could push the pace, smart veteran player. If you want that to be on your team, I'm cool with that. In 35 in this league too, like when you're considered the vet at 35 and you're still in shape, it's like, great, go that direction. The other thing I was thinking about is like, maybe you just go, who cares about the third point guard? Because oh. De'Aaron hasn't missed time. You've got Davion Mitchell and Malik Monk can handle a little sure. bit. Like, who cares? And if you're really in a situation, you got Colby Jones who can handle a oh, little yeah. bit too. Yeah, yeah. Like break in ca case of emergency. Maybe you go a different route filling that final roster spot mm -hmm. on the main roster. Some other names that are out there. Kelly Oubre is still out there. V Why is he still out yeah, there? Well, and a guy that scored a lot of points last year on beautiful a bad Charlotte team. Has beautiful eyes. I mean, if you have to take that account Just when you look at him. to his eyes. Yeah. Like, oh, God! You're um, on this team. I don't know. He did struggle to fit in the warrior system. His one oh, yeah. when he was with Golden State. Mike Brown was on that staff, so maybe there's nothing there. But Kelly Oubre is still out there, a guy who's been in the league, been on multiple teams. Clearly, he can score. I, I'd imagine he's waiting to catch on to a team where he can have an established role where I don't like where would he fit in with this team? Just from a rotational standpoint. There's a lot of names there. Another name I'm just going to bring up real fast. God, he's still young. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Oubre, what, 27? 27. So here's a name. A guy you know. Okay. It's Terrence Davis. TD. TD is still a free agent right now. And I understand he probably wants a role. I just go, okay, you know him. Mm -hmm. You know he's cool with being coached. Mm -hmm. You know he can get buckets. He's good for vibes. Teammates like Great him. Vibes. He could be frustrating at times. But you know if... You put him in there. He's got a different role this time even. He even mentioned after the season, he was like talking about how he played fewer minutes this year, but he got better because of As Coach a Brown. Player. And that stuck with me. Yeah. I just wonder, like, I don't know. Could he 
Fill it? Yeah, that's just a name I'm throwing out there. I, w- I would welcome TD back. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, same. I'm surprised he's still out there, to be honest. I, I am too. I Especially after having the year that he had with a team that made I mean, a splash, right? He played in playoff games. Yeah. He played significant minutes in game six and seven against the Warriors. I and, mean, just go back yeah. to his TNT game against yeah. Brooklyn. You know, like he got to show some shit on the big stage. I and, like TD. Oh, I love TD. And I love that he believes that he is worth more, that he can do more, that he can play a bigger role. Like he has that mentality and he's not just saying it. Like he's yeah. trying to work to get there. But there are going to be teams like even the Sacramento Kings where your role is going to even be yeah. significantly different because there's other pieces that have been added. And you know what? Maybe that's that's it for him where it's like, look, I want to play. They, they've added all these guys. I don't know where I fit into this. Okay. I'd rather see how this shakes up before training camp and sign with the team. Maybe there's an injury. Maybe there's a change where I could get in there and break into a rotation. Yeah. yeah. Um. Another name I mentioned, I'm not in love with it because of his injury past is TJ Warren. Came back last year. Great story. Good to see him back in the league. And, you know, he, he started with uh, Brooklyn last year, ended up playing with the Phoenix Suns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, obviously hasn't been the same after missing so much time. God. But, you know, you're talking about filling out your roster. That could be someone that's intriguing. And this guy is more of a vibes guy. Yeah. Juan Toscano Anderson, who... Was with Golden State. Mike Brown knows him well. Uh, it sounds like Golden State may have some interest in bringing him back after wow. he was with the Lakers to start last year, then ended up with Utah. Didn't really have a great year. I don't know. Just a good vibe. Like he, he's just a good he's guy. Seen- plays hard. Not a good shooter. I get that. Like I, I just Long having arms. a guy like that on your roster. I like him defensively. Like the yeah. the the length that he can show with his wingspan, his his quickness, like his ability to get to a spot. Yes, all those things can play a part for him still young. Um, But yeah, like you said, JTA, good, nice guy. So here's my official Deuce Mason stance on that final roster spot. Oh, okay. We've got more of the podcast coming up in just a second, but we should mention that today's episode is presented by a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan. She's a crazy lady that likes to write crazy lady books. And she's got a crazy daughter, too. Well, I mean... Her name's Morgan. Was oh, that not true? <laughs> I feel like when I'm okay, because here's the thing: okay. when I'm calling her crazy lady, yeah, she writes about killers. Like I'm just like you're, I talk sports, and you're kind of crazy. But anyway, so anyway, Tia Reagan, she uh is amazing and writes some amazing books. So you can go to Amazon.com or go to TRReagan.com. Check them out. Um, I know so many people are obsessed with her Lizzie Gardner series, and you will be too. Go check it out. Uh, We're also presented today by East Sac Fitness. I want to get in shape, and I want to start working out. What do I do? Is that how people sound when they are looking for an answer? Go to East Sac Fitness in East Sacramento. Hey. <laughs> you check out their website, eastsacfitness.com. It's a great spot because they've got classes multiple times a day, functional fitness classes with trainers there to walk you through it. So you can't, don't have to be intimidated. You don't need experience. They're going to walk you through it. They've got yoga. They've got spin and a recovery room that Morgan loves with a sauna and a cold plunge. Yes, and I hear I need to do more cold plunge, and I don't think it's just a fad. They've had it for a while, and I'm hearing, like, it can help anxiety. It can help you burn calories and do all of the above. So make sure you check out ESAC Fitness. We're also excited to announce that we are on... 
Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash juice and mo, you can become part of a crew that gets some access to some cool stuff, including monthly Q&As, one that we're going to be having what? at the end of this month. Uh, so go check it out, patreon.com slash deuce and mo. You can also get discounts on merch. There we and go. let me tell you, we just got some new merch. Mm, uh, mm, we're mm. showing it on the screen, but I'm going to go back to the full screen for a oh, second. Yeah, yeah. I have a new shut up and light the beam shirt. Woo! Sound like you Woo! said shit up and light the beam. Shut up and there light the beam shirt. <laughs> and I have a Ducemo Shield Earth Tone collection because I love me some bougie wear. Yeah, we've got some new merch at Ducemo.com. Click on merch and you could check it all out. We've got a ton of new stuff hoodies, crew necks. Baby cloaks. I mean, those babies, a little creepy. I'm sure your yeah. baby will look much better in a shut up and light the beam shirt. We've got dad hats. We got it all. We're going to do some mo.com and click on merch. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. TD, just come home. Oh, it's not going to happen. You, you Why get am I familiar, so confident? When you I get say familiar that? with the system, and there's a chance for you to break it. I would somehow. love it. I would love it. I don't know. I, it's just, Maybe not. dudes, guys want to play. Thing. I mean, you remember even when the Kyle Kuzma thing was yeah. happening? Uh, honestly, Ishmith Ish is the name. Cool. Because, yeah, I mean, he. Cool, dude. I'm down for that. Get him. Let's vet, go. Vet point guard. He's been on winning teams. He's experienced. 35. Let's I go. I like it. He doesn't I'm, need to play, mm -mm. Like, but and he he could help. But he you. can. He can. Yep. So that's my official stance. All right, mine too. Uh, here's one question I have going into training <laughs> camp, and I'm going to get to some of the people that submitted uh, their questions for training camp, uh -huh. and we can react. My biggest question going into camp is: Can the Kings? Can they just be better at home? And what's that going to take? They were 23 and 18 at home last year. They were 25 and 16 on the road. Their defense was way better on the road. 
that 23 and 18 record, and you think about some of the disappointing losses they had at oh, home yeah. last year. Oh, yeah. That Spurs game when Champagny oh. owned them. Yes. The, uh, that Wizards game where the Wizards came in and just destroyed them. Mm. The Hornets game. Remember the Hornets game? We were at the oh, G League Showcase God. where we were watching the Hornets just. That was embarrassing. Yeah, it was just one of those <laughs> nights. There, there's just too many of those home games. And I think that's going to be a huge swing for Sacramento. Like, they won 48 games last year. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But if we want to talk about this team having the potential to win 55 games this year, it, they, they just have to be better. Like, they, they need to win 30 games at home. It's 30 games you at home. You got that home court advantage. So whether it's your, you. your, day, your game day routine or whatever it is, Got to figure it out, right? I just, it's so hard to explain too. And I don't know what it is. Like, is there more excitement because the crowd at home? Are they chucking more at home? Is there more of a focus on the road because it's like, it's You're us in a hotel. against the world. Uh-huh. Like, we don't have the fan. I don't know what it is, but they just have to be better on at home because then it could turn into a legit home court advantage. If you're, if, if Charlotte's coming here on a Tuesday in December, that's a game you win by 17. And you put on a good show for the fans. You know what I mean? Like I get, I get yeah. all this. And when we were watching some of these games, some we were watching all of these games last season. Yeah. And it it just felt like either a vibe was off or people were excited about playing. You know, sometimes when that excitement channels into doing the wrong things, whether it is chucking the ball up or just like not being in the right spot, not being fully focused. I'm not. Again, I don't know what that is at times but great question that you're asking but also yes i don't know the answer it just has to be better be better uh, moshi hopefully that's how i'm, I'm saying it, is it moshi or moshi we're gonna go with moshi mo what's up mo, what up, mo? this is probably most question i'm gonna read it and then i'm also gonna tell you that it's probably one of the more popular questions we've received multiple people okay what are the odds the starting lineup opening night includes sasha and keegs with harrison barnes off the bench Ooh, wow that's a great oh i hate this question because i remember hearing it even when everyone was talking about sasha vizenkov actually coming over um do you think can you answer that right now i feel like that it's irresponsible to answer that right now. No, but we could talk. I don't know why it's oh, irresponsible. I, my point is, I feel like everything training camp has to come into play. You're just asking what the odds are. Hey, what are the odds? You know, if you're to look at it now, what are the odds? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the odds are that Harrison Barnes is the starter to begin the season. You know, they resign him. He's getting paid $18 million a year. Sasha's making... Just under seven. Uh-huh. I know it's not all about money; it's about production too. Um, I, but I, I, I think if anything, you're going to see HB's minutes come down a little bit, and maybe they play similar minutes a little uh-huh. bit. Maybe they stagger in a way where they play similar minutes. I think Sasha is going to be a very important part to this team. I agree with that, and I, I was just listening to a podcast earlier today about they were talking, I think it was the low post and they were talking about uh, Chris Paul coming off the bench. Do you think he's going to come off the bench? Do you think he's not going to come off the bench? And it's so interesting how that is even posing as a question. Cause they keep going, well then 
who's coming off the bench if you're adding Chris Paul, you know, and they're like, Looney's the guy. Just just have Looney come off the bench. Yeah. And so interesting to me how they would restructure their starting unit, the Warriors would, um, just because Chris Paul was at it. And I think with the Kings, they have so much better of a situation when it comes to, oh, wow, the question is, do you start Sasha or HB? I think it's going to be interchangeable, too, at some point. It's just like when Keegan... Didn't start the season, yeah, right? Casey Akpala. Yep. Keegan didn't start in the beginning of last season. And then it was like, no shit, he's a starter in the NBA. No shit, he's a starter on this team. So I think that's going to kind of come into play hey, with these two. Dude, Mike Brown is going to have some juggling, that staff, because they've got a lot of guys who can play. And I Love thought it. the same thing had to go into the next uh, last year. But this year, it's like, you know, realistically, how many mints a night will Sasha get? And that was another question. Black Falcon is real pose. How many minutes a night Sasha will play and how long before he starts for Barnes? Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be very surprised if Sasha started this this season. I think HB would be that guy to start the yeah. year, but I also don't think Mike Brown would be shy to, to, to change things up. There's going to be some guys who are not going to play for stretches. I mean, you saw it last year. Where like Trey Lyles was out of the rotation for a little bit, playing little yeah. minutes, right? TD, you saw matchups. That? I think matchups are going to matter. I think consistency, and I think really what they do defensively is what's going to matter most for for some of these role guys and in the Kings. That's it. That's it. And I feel like that alone, you just saying that. What I love, HB is a competitor. He's yeah. a guy that is like is at this point in his career too that wants to keep showing what he's capable of, right? And I feel like maybe even that alone could light this fire of making him that much better of a defender, that much better of a teammate out there um, to try and remain in that starting role. Yeah, and Harrison struggles with some of the, the athletic wings in the league. The Kings have just struggled with athletic wings in the league. Yeah. And so that's where I go back to what we were talking about earlier with Keegan. Like, can he take a step defensively? That would be significant for this team. Uh, Nathaniel had an interesting one. What's that? Is the potential growth and production of Davion Mitchell the under-the-radar, bittersweet storyline headed into training camp? If he stagnates, that's obviously a bummer. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. But if he emerges like a reanimated Kyle Lowry, oh. does he become the centerpiece of a deal for a legit wing defender? Yeah. Davion Mitchell, we talked to him over the offseason, and he has been working with Steph Curry's uh, skills coach Brandon Payne, I believe yeah. is his name, and he's been working on a shot. And Davion said he's been really satisfied with the results he has seen. And I think that's the difference with Davion. It's like if Davion knocks down his shot, like he's going to play a lot of minutes yep. this year. Yep. I mean, that's. But if he's not knocking down, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt him big time. Earlier, when you were talking about Keegan Murray and him just putting the ball on the floor more, I kept thinking like, okay, well, who's going to be that spot up shooter? You know, when guys um, collapse on yeah. Keegan as he goes through the middle to the paint. And it's like, will Davion Mitchell be like some when it's like obviously staggering and it's like, will it be Davion Mitchell that's spot up, ready to go and is actually knocking those down? I mean, from his own mouth, that's what it sounds like. That's where he wants to be. That's where he thinks his shot is at this moment in time. So you can only hope that that is the case. I also think him just getting more comfortable with the offense like he talked about will be key. But to address Nathaniel's question, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of what his future is in Sacramento because if he, like Nathaniel mentions, let's just say he comes out and he's really productive off the bench. I mean, are the Kings going to re-sign him? 
Yeah. To be, does he, are they going to give him an extension? Or will Davion be like, like, hey, I like it here. It's fun. But Davion has to spread his wings and fly a little bit. Davion's got to start, you know? And that and that's going to be an interesting kind of subplot going forward for the Sacramento Kings. But as far as this year, if he can be impactful this mm. season, it could be huge for Sacramento. And yeah, maybe they get to a point where it's like, yeah, he's been really good for us and we don't think we can resign him because we have other needs. Maybe they do move on from him. I don't know. Yeah. I and I don't know right now. And I think that that's one of those that's interesting questions, questions yeah. where I'm like, okay, wait and see what he's able to do through the first 15 games. I'm really gonna make my judgment. Ian added to that saying, What will Davion's offense look like is one of his big questions going okay. into camp. Uh, Loco Woco had a similar question saying this team is a championship contender if Davion could play offense well because he didn't play a ton last year, but his defense is game changing and just need the offense to be a bit better. So he's not taken out of the game. Yeah. His defense his on ball defense is fantastic. Mm. I mean, I was telling Morgan, I, I was watching the Cowboys game yesterday. I watched, you know, Cowboys play two weeks in a row. Micah Parsons is a freak. You know, you know, most fans, you just watch a football game. Like, I'm just going to watch the offense. What's my offense doing? You want to watch Dallas's defense because of what Micah Parsons does He's on fun. the football field. He's His fun. ability to get to the quarterback, put pressure on guys. Impressive. Davion Mitchell is like the Micah Parsons Ooh. of the Sacramento Kings. No, he is. He gets after guys. How many times have you seen on social media king's film room where someone put out videos of davion mitchell like defending five guys on yep. one possession Chopping just getting his feet, in the guys getting over hands busy nasty. hands busy hands yep nasty yep, jamal yep, crawford yep. actually recently retweeted one of those videos and said, uh, i love his competitiveness mm. something to that extent and he brings it on that end you want those guys on your team just Knock down some shots. That's the difference. Yep. If you can hit the three, if you can knock down some shots, finish at the rim, run the team, and you play defense like that. This day and age in the damn, NBA, dude. you gotta be able to play on both sides. Mm. On both, even if you're elite at one thing, where sometimes like you can get away with that, depending on what your roster is, what your team is. But with this squad, they need to make sure that he can also produce on the offensive end. Also, want to know what the questions. From people. Fantastic. Their, their questions going to training camp. Mm. These fans are locked in. I love They're locked in. Thank they're not, you. They're not going, who do you who do you think's gonna be good this year? It's like, no, let's talk about that was Davion. my question. Yeah. Um Nev. What will the rotations be like? Most notably in the front court is something Nev is curious about. Matchups. Yeah. I think it's just really going well, to depend on matchups. Who they're playing is okay. My point. Keegan is going to play significant minutes mm -hmm. this year, right? Mm -hmm. And I hope for Keegan. There are stretches where Brown would take him out of games last year. Remember, he wouldn't finish games right. because he's got to be aggressive. Sometimes you're off, right? But I think an ideal situation you're having it's Keegan, HB, and Sabonis your front court. Uh -huh. Sabonis is playing. You know he's playing minutes. The backup center thing, I think McGee. Is going if they need a big for the matchup, it's yeah. JaVel McGee. Alex Lynn will have a shot if Alex Lynn dominates McGee in training camp. Maybe that switches, but I'm giving the edge right now, okay, late September to JaVel McGee. Okay, going into camp. Then 
if it's a small ball five situation, it's Trey Lyles. And I hope I want to see that. Because that's the other thing. The Kings front court seems kind of packed. Keegan, Barnes, Sabonis, McGee, Lang, Lyles, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Kessler, Radwards. You start... That's a lot of guys. Sure. You can't play all of these guys. And I, I don't want like someone like Trey Lyles to be lost in the shuffle. I thought he was so important for them, especially at times in the playoffs last year. I'm just trying to figure out, all right, where does he fit into this, right? Because I, I didn't even mention Sasha in no. the mix of that too, right? You expect Sasha and HB to Wait, play minutes. Yep. Okay, where is Lyles fit into there? You know, small ball fun. That's that's going to be interesting. It It is, but that's why like my immediate reaction was like, matchups and i think mike brown and his staff like you said they're not afraid to do what they feel like is right even if that like hey don't get butt hurt it's not about you uh no egos here because if you're not playing like there's a reason and i think a lot of times uh depending on who they're going up against is going to depend on how much they play someone like Trey Lyles and go small ball five and, or the game's just shit and nothing, the energy's off and everything's going wrong. And they're like new game plan. Let's go big, you know, whatever. And I just, we saw some of that last year. And I feel like sometimes we call it experimenting where at other times, I just think we need to call it what it is. And it's like, it's just a game plan. It's like, they're just altering their game plan mid game. I have another question for myself. Oh, what's the question to ask yourself? Hey, deuce. (sighs) I'm wondering how Kevin Herter is going to look from a conditioning standpoint this year. Last year, number one, shooters are going to go through funks. Mm-hmm. All right. Clay Thompson has had many funks throughout his NBA career. We're like, is Clay okay? Yeah. He hasn't been able to shoot in three weeks. He's one of the best shooters ever. Correct. Kevin Herter, even with all of his dips last year, he had, he had some dips. He still shot 40% from three, mm-hmm. near 40%. Over 200 made threes, career year from a shooting perspective. Yeah. But he mentioned after the playoffs, like, I don't think his conditioning was where it needed to be. Not to say he was out of shape, but like to be in the elite shape, to be able to chase around a Clay Thompson in a series. Oh, and oh, by the way, still come off triple handoffs and knock down a three. Correct. It looked like he lost some legs. So what did he do this offseason? Yeah. You got to take the physical contact. Like, while trying to run around a screen, like even when you're practicing, it's not just like uh, running in a curl and like fit, working on your footwork and shooting the ball and going as fast as you can. No, it's about taking those bumps yep. while going as fast as you can and still finding the way to balance your body. Like all those muscles are the weird ones that you don't just get to work on with your everyday basketball people so yeah hopefully those were things and his training trainers um off-season trainers are people that you would believe in and that could give him that ray just has an interesting question for us what's the interesting question ray which is more likely fox getting mvp this year or keegan getting uh, or winning uh the most improved player slash all-star okay so so slat because yeah. yeah he would he would have to probably be um you know i was listening to mark jones today he was on with d-lo and casey oh and mark's like jaron fox is going to be a top five mvp candidate this year that's cool that's yeah. i mean i don't see why he can't take his game there 
Yeah, I would say I would not bet on Fox winning the MVP. Yeah, I mean, especially going with, into it. Oh. I mean, I mean, I could be. I would love to be wrong on that. It's not me doubting. I just look at the landscape of the league and like. I was gonna say, like you know, okay. Like, let me ask you this. Play oh no, let me ask you this. Let's play fantasy. Come to fantasy okay, land. Okay, I'm here. Hey, Morgan. It's, it's me, Deuce. Talk, talk normal in fantasy land. Um, the Kings win fifty-eight. Get fifty-eight games. Okay. They're the number one seed in the West, and De'Aaron averages twenty-six points. All about the points for MVP. Six and a half assists, mm. six rebounds, uh, and a career high from three-point land. Let's say he. I think I don't even know what his career high is. I think it was like the eighteen nineteen season. Let's just say close to. Let's say okay. he shoots thirty-seven percent from three. 80% from the free throw line. Okay. So all of his numbers are like where they are and his shooting percentage. He's efficient. His jersey still, number one. still has the Kings on it though? Yeah. Yeah, no. There's no way. Politics. There's no Politics. way a Sacramento player There's some bitchy ass voters out there and you know You're it. You're telling me though. If, they were, Dude. if they're the number one seed in the West. I'm telling. There's no way? Because let's see. Giannis, what, where's Giannis at? Because it, Joel Embiid got his turn. Jokic got his turn. Do we need to go back to Giannis now? Yeah. Oh, but what if LeBron has like a great start to the season and then he makes, you know, this campaign for himself? You know, politics play a part. And I'm not uh, but, trying but to I, just like you're playing all these scenarios. I just gave you one where they're the number one seed, close to 60 wins, Fox career high, uh, but like one of the best players in the league. He's my MVP then. He, would, yeah, <laughs> you know he would be going crazy. Oh We'd my like, Dude, god! How do you miss it? He's clearly the MVP. <laughs> Jokic is averaging 30, 20, yeah. and 7. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The Nuggets. Yeah. But what is he doing on the defensive end? He's actually altering a lot of things and in the middle. No, I don't yeah. think it's ridiculous to say that Fox could be an MVP candidate. Um, it's just so hard to... When you start talking about someone taking that type of jump, I know. you're just like, man, it's it's hard to envision. But look at the jump he took this last season. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was a huge jump with so much of his game. And I know we've talked about his speed since he came into the league, but it was how he capitalized on his speed and made it more effective and efficient this year into not only those numbers, but translating into W's for an entire team. As a, uh, Ray mentioning, like, most improved or all-star for Keegan, I would say that's unlikely. I mean, I guess they're both unlikely. Okay. You um, don't think you don't think Keegs could be an all-star this year? If, if he it, shot okay. the shit out of the Morgan, ball? if Keegan Murray's an all-star this year, <laughs> then clear out your schedule for June. <laughs> clear your schedule for okay, June because okay, okay. we're going to have some NBA Finals night chat. I don't Kings are the sweethearts, and uh, people Morgan, are all about the Kings right now. If Keegan Murray became an all-star this year, and <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to think about it. I, I don't want to think about oh it. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. If you were to say you have to pick one. Here, about this? Ooh. You got to pick one. Kay. Fox, MVP, Kay. Keegan, all-star. I think you have to go MVP. You have, you yeah, you have, have to. to. That'd, be, that'd be cool. Because that'd be cool. And, and I feel like there's also more there. But if Fox, let's just say Fox... Played at the same level he did last year. All NBA conversation, yeah. all star. Okay. Sabonis was an all star, and Keegan became an. You had three all star. That getting means two Fox Morgan, machines at that, that point. That means things are going crazy in Sacramento. We, and get, get out. We got to get out. Why of are we doing land. this to get us? Out, I'm Wait. not doing anything. Get out of Fantasyland. Take, take me away uh, from Fantasyland. Uh, <laughs>
Oh, okay. We're back. Oh, oh my God. Wind. Where, what, ha- what happened? Did you, are you, you're so purple. I am, dude. My shirt is more purple. What the hell happened? Okay. Anyway, um, we have some more to get to. Perfect. Um, I want to make sure I didn't miss any on social media. You know, because I, I got locked out of my Threads account. I know. Uh, or not or Threads. Twitter. Twitter account because I forgot my password. I just got back in today. So I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. I can't wait till everyone's um, on Threads. I think a lot of people are asking about JaVale McGee and what his impact can be with the Kings. And that that was kind of one of those interesting questions people had. But yeah, I think I think McGee can be really impactful. Just and uh, He is a big dude. He he's, can block some shots. He's big. Yep. He has his moments. And especially if you don't have to rely on him as... You're starting five all the time. Why wouldn't he be able to make the most out of those moments, right? Yeah. And and be um, that role, be in that role where Mike Brown again militant and is saying, "Do your job or you sit your ass," because I got another big guy that can go out there too. Morgan, at the end of this podcast today, mm-hmm. I want to play a little game with you. Oh, I love. Okay. And major shout out to O Town NBA. Okay. He went through and listened to every single Mike Breen bang bang <laughs> since the 2012 13 season. I don't get how you even do that. I don't that. know either. Okay. He said it took around one to two hours a day for four weeks of work. Hopefully it's worth it. So, my question to you is who do you think leads? The NBA is in 2012-13, and Mike Breen bangs. I think it's pretty easy. What draft was 2012-2013, just so I don't like... Well, just a couple of things. Mike Breen also only calls... He calls ABC okay. and ESPN, so big games, marquee yeah, yeah. teams. Bless you. <laughs> That's how he sneeze. Uh, and then he calls games... I think this is only for ABC, ESPN, I'm guessing, because okay. he also calls okay. Knicks games. Um. Anyway, so that that's... okay. Don't, don't overthink this. I'm just going to say James Harden. Okay. James Harden has seven bang bangs since the 2012-13 season. That would put him one, two, three, four, five, in tied for seventh place. Curry. Seth Curry. Curry. Steph Curry. Oh, it was funny. I said Seth yeah, Curry. Yeah, why? Did, I don't know. Did I you would, mean that? No, I meant to say Steph Curry. Steph Curry leads. <laughs> 41 okay. bang bangs. Yeah, that's why you bangs. said don't overthink it. What's no, Who's number two? And I even say this, don't overthink Clay? it. Clay? Clay Thompson. Wow. 28 bangs. Now, he's probably called a lot of Warriors games throughout the years. Uh, let's go over some of the other ones. You have 41 bangs for Steph. Clay with 28. Tatum with nine. Ooh. KD and LeBron with nine. Danny Green with eight bangs. Bang. What? Danny Green with more bangs big, big than James Harden and Kawhi Leonard. More bangs than Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, and Marcus Smart at six. Uh, any kings on the list? Are there? Harrison Barnes with five. Bang! Bang! Good job, I, I'm HB. I'm guessing they came with the Warriors. With the Warriors. Maybe there's one king's bang. I mean, Mike Green hasn't called a lot of kings no. games. That's no. the problem. No. If any. Um, J.R. Smith with five. I'm trying to think of some random ones for you. Yeah, that's pretty random. I'm, I'm scrolling through the list to get to the really random ones. Um, 
Steve Novak has a bang. Okay. He's got one. I'm going, Norris Cole has one bang. Yes. Mike Dunleavy Jr. has got one bang. That's pretty good. That's that's really cool. But also, we got to get some uh, kings on there now. We need huh? some kings bang bangs. Who's going to get the first kings bang this next year if Mike Breen's on the game? I'm going to go with. Why am I thinking like Kevin Herter, like knocking down a three? It could. That's a good one. You know, because I, I feel like a Have, lot of them are threes. And a lot of them, end of games. Yes. Clutch player of the year. Okay. It's De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox. Fox. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much for hanging out with us. We'll drop another podcast later this week. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya! BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.